Hello everyone, it's My Fishing Cape Cod podcast host Kevin Collins, and thanks for taking the time to stop by and check out the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast presented by Cape and Islands Mitsubishi and Cape Codder Boats. In this edition of today's podcast, you're going to hear from our good friend Evan Eastman of Eastman Sport and Tackle in beautiful Falmouth, Massachusetts. Evan and I will discuss the ongoing bite for false albacore, bonito, striped bass, tatog, and yellowfin tuna. If you like what you hear in this conversation, please feel free to head on over to MyFishingCapeCod.com and check out the entire show. If you're a member, simply use your login with your username and password. Once you get into the site, the podcast is going to be right up there in one of the main posts. We also have a specific podcast tab that you can navigate to to get to this week's podcast as well as all of our past and future content. If you're not yet a member of MyFishingCapeCod.com, I encourage you to sign up. For a one-month membership, you'll get access to all of the podcasts, which we post weekly on every Thursday or Friday, as well as all the other great content Ryan puts up there. And, of course, the famous My Fishing Cape Cod forum, where all of our members exchange information and ideas. If you don't like what you see or hear after a month, you can feel free to cancel without any obligation or hassle. So we sure hope you consider giving the membership a try, and sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Evan Eastman, of Eastman Sport and Tackle. Well, up next on today's edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is our great friend Evan Eastman from down at Eastman's Tackle in Falmouth. Evan, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks, Kevin. How are you doing out there? Doing well. Wishing I was home. A little bit jealous of you back on Cape in beautiful Falmouth. Uh, First of all, how did the storm affect you guys down there? You know, it really didn't affect us much at all. Um, my boat stayed in the water as well as my dad's pretty much everybody, um, in our Marina kept their boats in the water. And, you know, I'm super glad that we did that. There was really, you know, other than Buzzards Bay, I heard Buzzards Bay that there was, you know, peak waves between five and seven feet, but you know, the way the direction of the wind was the South side of Falmouth really was not affected at all. Well, good to hear that not only you and your dad and your boats, but that Eastman Sport and Tackle escaped Hurricane Lee unscathed. And what has it done to the fishing, if anything, at all, Evan? I know it was, you know, way out in the ocean spinning around, but I'm hoping it didn't kill the Albi fishing for you. It really did not. And surprisingly, it has improved the fishing, if anything. Really, the first day after that, uh, people could actually fish. The south side of Falmouth was loaded with albies. I mean, I talked to guys who were saying, you know, there were schools of, I don't know, 100, you know, all foaming on the surface all day. Um, from Waquit to uh, Tarpaulin, particularly early in the week, um, was, you know, really, really good. I talked to guys who were fishing, like, right up, right up a surf drive, right in front of Falmouth Harbor, you know, right in front of Manant Beach. And then later that day, it seemed like they had pushed down along the Elizabeth a little bit, but um, the fishing has been really, really good. And the couple days before the storm showed up, it seemed like all the fish were in Buzzards Bay, kind of just south of Cleveland's Ledge. And then, you know, looked like Buzzards Bay got the brunt of the of the wind and those fish had pushed down to the south side. But there are still fish in Buzzards Bay. I was hearing that today uh, in front of Old Silver Beach, there was some, some really good fishing going on. 
And so it seems, at least as far as Albie goes, ever since the storm, it's been it's been really good. But I'm not totally surprised. You know, this stretch of their Albie season is is arguably the best. So you know, maybe more Albies arrived from all those fish that were around the Tuna Ridge area. Um, they, they could have got pushed up uh, closer up to the Cape, and so. You know, it seems like the last week, week and a half, it's been very, very good. Now, from your experience, Evan, as we sit here in the third week of September taping this podcast, how late can you expect these fish to stay consistently around and consistently biting now with the the caveat that we don't get another, you know, big blow? Yeah. Last year, my last LBI I caught was on November 7th, and I'm uh, sure they were around another week and a half after that. So potentially they could stick around till the middle to the end of November. And like you said, there's a lot of variables involved, you know, but the one thing that's in the, that we have going for us is the amount of bait that's around. It's just still a tremendous amount of bait. And like you said, you know, I think it was 2018, there was a a hurricane we got at the beginning of October. And after that, it seemed like the Alves had, had disappeared, but, you know, last year, I remember that day, it was like high 60s degree air temperature, and we were fishing off Tajmu, and no one else was fishing. We, I could have caught 30 or 40 if I really wanted to. There were so many around still in November. So, you know, I think we can expect them to be here probably through at least until the end of October, I hope. Awesome, Evan. And you mentioned all the bait in the water. That's been a consistent theme that I've been hearing about from folks back home are are there a lot of peanuts is it rain bait what's swimming around yeah it seemed like when i was catching fish um last tuesday i was fishing buzzards bay and they're eating those small bay anchovies um i've heard of on the south side of falmouth occasionally it's been that rain bait um but i've been talking to guys who've been fishing inside of like Bourne's pond and and uh great pond and they've seen some bigger peanut bunkers and i'm hoping at some point the alvies start feeding on those bigger baits because when they do that, they definitely become a little bit easier to catch. We could see some bigger silver sides arrive too, but uh, it seems like it's an either the small uh, bay anchovies or the rain bait. Well, that's good to hear. And how about Benito? It's been a, a neglected funny fish. Uh, everyone's focused on the albies, but are there still some bones mixed in? There are. There are. I actually talked to one of my good customers this morning. Um, he was off of Lackey's and he, he got a Benito and uh, a few other Albies. And, um, yeah, I'm seeing and talking to guys, you know, it, you can't, it's hard to specifically target them, but they are mixed in with the Albies. You know, I've seen it over the last week, uh, a bunch of guys saying they've got them. I've seen it on Instagram and the Internet. And, and uh, so there definitely is uh, some Benito around, which is, you know, this time last year there was none around. So that's uh, definitely a good thing. And I'm also – seeing some guys getting some spanish mackerel too so they're mixed in very cool very cool to hear about the different species being taken and along those kind of fall species let's talk about tatog i know that's something that some of your customers like to try their hand at in the fall what are you hearing about tog yeah for sure i mean more and more guys are starting to buy tog jigs and crabs and getting them you know along the elizabeth snobska which are two of the most popular places to fish and guys are getting them. And usually we'll see, you know, once guys have got their kind of fill of albies, they'll start targeting uh, tog more and more. 
And they always will bring, my customers always will bring an Albi rod. And chances are when they're togging, if they're anchored up along the Elizabeth, the Albies are going to pop up next to them. But um, got green crabs. Uh, just got an order of Joe Bags Lay Perfect Tog Jigs. So fully stocked with the jigs and rigs. And so, yeah, every day that passes and the water cools down a little bit more, it seems like more and more show up. So, um, yeah, that's definitely starting to kick off for sure. Well, that's awesome to hear. It's a, it's a great fishery, underrated if you ask me. They're a great fighting fish and they're excellent table fare, even though I know a lot of the folks, you know, really are focused on the Albies this time of year. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, this is when I usually start to see more guys anchored up while I'm chasing Albies. I can see, you know, usually it's mid-October, the last like five or six years is where you really see you know, a dozen or so guys who are all anchored up from lackeys down to Robinsons or more. And, you know, they're, they're togging. I, I, I like to talk my talk fish myself, but Albies is probably my favorite thing to do. So I tend to tend to fish for them a little bit more. But, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, yeah, they make tremendous table fare. The last thing I wanted to touch on, Evan, fishing-wise, was the tuna bite. I know there's been some yellowfin around south. Yeah, yeah, you know, it didn't really seem like the storm did much to them. I've talked to a few guys who've gone down to the Tuna Ridge area, and they said it was was red hot, you know, guys uh, jigging them up, trolling them up, um, a few surface feeds as well. But, yeah, I mean, it's uh, in addition to Tuna Ridge, I know guys were going southeast of there to the dump, you know, from middle of the dump all the way, you know, pretty much the whole dump depending on the day, has had uh, quite a bit of yellowfin. So that uh, that bite south, I know the winds are going to be kicking up here over the next few days into the weekend. Um, so it might be tough to get down there. But um, up to this point, you know, since the storm, uh, the fishing's been really good. So I expect that to, to carry into October and as well as the uh, the bluefin bite too. And last but not least... Let's talk about the shop. I know you survived Lee, but anything good going on in the store you want to tell the people about? Well, this weekend, um, you know, like I said, it might be a little tough to get out there and fish. It's supposed to rain on Saturday. So if you're looking to gear up, like I said, I just got uh, some togs in from Joe Bags. I know those are super popular. Um, so fully geared up for tog, Aldi's, um, same thing with, uh, with with anything tuna related. So, you know, if you're not able to go out fishing, come down the shop and uh, say hi. Awesome, Evan. Thanks so much for making some time to check in with us on this week's podcast. And we'll talk to you in a couple weeks when we turn the calendar into October. All right. Great. Thanks, Kev. My thanks to Evan Eastman of Eastman Sport and Tackle in Falmouth, Massachusetts, for joining us on this edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast presented by Cape and Islands Mitsubishi and Cape Cotter Boats. If you like what you heard in this portion of the conversation, as a reminder, head on over to myfishingcapecod.com. It's there where you can use your username and login to get into the website to access the podcast in its entirety, as well as all of our past and future podcast content. If you're not yet a member, please consider signing up for a month. See how you like it, and if it's not for you, you can cancel without any worries or obligation. So that's going to put the wraps on this edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast. This is your host, Kevin Collins, signing off, and until we chat again, tight lines and take care.